So hello and welcome along to the Champ Today podcast as we look ahead to Irish Oaks weekend with a vintage podcast this afternoon. We've all the big lads back, uh, Rona Groom from the Irish field and of course the return of trainer Thomas Coyle. Uh, Cora, uh, Thomas, of course, we're, we're previewing the Curra centre stage this weekend. No pressure now on you. There's plenty of winners on the podcast since the last time you were on. Was well, there? Yeah, thanks, lad. Because I'd say if I was back in lately, there wouldn't be any winners picked for me, so I wouldn't think. How's life been? Anyway, two runners in Kilbegan tomorrow. Yeah, good. Yeah, busy. Um, it's grand. Yeah, all the winter horses are back in, so it's uh, yeah, it's fairly busy, and uh, could do with the weather picking up a bit. We've been not blessed with the best of it, so uh, hopefully they will weather pick up and we can get horses back out. And uh, yeah, look, two runners tomorrow. Um, Devon runs for a while. Um, they'll come on, but they should run well. And then one on Sunday as well down Tipperary. He'd have a small chance. He's probably the the pick of the tree for the weekend. So yes. Brilliant. We, we might talk about one or two of your runners uh, later on in the podcast. First things first, lads. The 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 Irish Oaks, of course, the seven fifteen at the Curra. There's eight runners left in. Ronan, I'll come to you on this one. It looks between the first two in the market. I know you were a big fan of Ennis Diamond heading to Epsom. Uh, she backs up here 14, 14 days. I thought she should be favoured. Would you agree? Don't know. I don't know now, Barry, to be honest. Um, I think it's fairly tight between the two of them. But if you had, if I had to pick one between the two, I'd probably go with the Harrington Philly, Kay and Pepper. Um, I get it what you're saying with Ennis Diamond. She probably has maybe... She has more form in the book this year. She was second at Epsom. I really liked her run at Epsom. I thought um, she she kind of made her ground very early there. And Jamie was kind of rushing her up to get the two pacemakers. And uh, I think she did very well actually to hold on to second, having made that forward move quite early in the race uh, to hold off, frankly, Darlin. So she actually finished second to that filly at uh, Royal Ascot before that. So she's coming forward, clearly. There are two hard races, and I wonder, does KM Pepper actually have the best form in this race with her second magical um, in the Pretty Polly? I thought that was a big run for her to hold off a filly like uh, Fleeting and a mare like uh, True Self in Fort. That was a good run first time over a three-year-old filly, you know, having her first start and having to make her first start against older horses as well, like um, older mares at that. And uh, I, um, I was... Speaking to Jessica Harrington directly after um, this filly won her maiden last year, and she was absolutely astounded she was able to win first time up. Not astounded, but she was genuinely surprised. Uh, she's an Australia filly, so I think they've always thought she'd be better this year. And I just think she's a huge improver for the step up and trip. Uh, she was a good filly last year. She won three races. She ran fourth in a group one, uh, the Phillies Mile. And now this is her year that she goes. Shane Foley absolutely loves her thinks um, it's the best filly there and that says a lot when you think you have Alpine Star, he has Albina uh, and he absolutely loves this KM Pepper so I thought she should be just about favourite um, and out of the top two in the market that's that's the one I'd side with you Yeah, two really smart fillies at, at the top of the market, obviously you said uh, KM Pepper as well, huge run first time up, I know she was getting she or she was given she was she was given away twelve pounds I think to 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 magical on the day. Uh, Ronan, the other one, or Thomas, the other interesting one in here was was Snow, full sister to Kew Gardens. You know, seems like stamina is her forte uh, is as well. Plenty of experience and and she seems to be improving. I see a lot of money for her as well. Twelves into nine to two. What was your thoughts on her? Yeah, she she won the Monster Oaks last week. Um, 
she probably did she beat a whole lot when you see the likes of Joseph had the horse that was second was 40 or 50 to 1 um, I quite fancy Jair Lines' horse that day but I don't know did it run Yaxani I think it was mm. Bort um, yeah look she, she look that was a group three for me I'd agree with Ronan I think Kay Pepper um, her first run she's obviously going to improve it was a mile and a quarter she ran all the way through the line um, and just on that as well, like Ennis Diamond has had three quick enough runs. Um, I think like it was only a week from when she won her maiden till she ran in Royal Ascot, and then maybe another two weeks to go to Epsom. So like she's had she had three runs in the space of four weeks basically. So maybe Kayon Pepper is a bit fresher, um, not having to be. Now I know Aiden brings them over and back. It doesn't take as much um, traveling and that, but look. Fresher horse, only down the road for her again. Um, I def I I, gonna find it hard to see past K M Pepper. Although, like, it should be a good race because Ennis Diamond definitely stayed in yeah. in in um in Epsom. So, uh, but if I if I had to nail my colours to the mast, I'd be with Jesse's Philly. Two against one here, lads. Let's stick to me guns. Think she, think she ran to an exceptional filly, as I said, in a statement, and she might set the standard here. A repeat of a, a repeat of her Epsom performance might see her difficult to beat. Lads, next one, Saturday, 6.15. It's the, the premier handicap over six furlongs for three-year-olds and plus. Uh, the favourite in here is Laugh a Minute, a three-to-one for Aidan McGuinness. There's been plenty of support for this one. And, of course, he landed the, the Lincoln uh, Handicap at the Curra earlier in the season with Bowerman, so he, he he's able to he's able to get them ready. Aiden McGuinness, that's for sure. Anything sticking out, Thomas? Um, yeah, look, Ado is exceptional in these Premier handicaps. He's he's kind of he's gone to England and bought these horses for this kind of niche market. And to be fair to him, um, with I think is Sham Shamrock Bloodstock, um, they've been very very good. Um, look, he's a worthy favour. He won well the last day. Did he beat a whole lot? I, I don't know. They mightn't have backed up the runs. One for me um, at a price is the Natalie Lupini, I think. Um, Blair Main, he is, I think, is a Curra specialist. Um, he's won and he he's run close to horses like um, Make a Challenge and that in good handicaps up the Curra. Um, he's eight stone six. Killian Leonard rides. He rode a good winner for Joseph Murphy last night. Um, the name just not coming to me. But um, I think lightweight... And he's running all them good handicaps, and he's there and thereabouts. I remember one time he was actually drawn the wrong side, and he 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 won his group, but wasn't the, the far side. I think buffer zone and horses like that. So when he's got a good he's got a good gauge with horses like make a challenge buffer zone like that lightweight in his back. Um, I don't think we'll know the draw till tomorrow. Um, mm. but I think at sixteen or twenty to one, um, he'll run his race. Um, so he'll be there or thereabouts. Roland, anything juicy in here for you? Yeah, I do like one here. Um, I, I, I respect Laugh a Minute, obviously. It does look another nice one for Ado McGuinness. And uh, Thomas was talking about Ado and his kind of exploiting this kind of uh, horse in Ireland. And I think Stephen Thorne is a big part of that team up there, finding these horses. And they've obviously done really well with the likes of Salt and Stall and Current Option. And laugh a minute. Looks another one for you. I did think he's a bit short in the market, uh, Barry. Um, they have made the draw for this race actually, and the one I like has got a nicer draw. I think Tommy Taylor. Um, he was cool. drawn. Uh, he was drawn on the stand side the last day, and he um, he flew home on on the stand side, and he beat everything really well there, and all the action developed up up the far side. 
this this trained by Johnny Levins, the Tommy Taylor, and he's another kind of former British uh, trained horse who's who's looks you know that he could possibly be well treated now over in Ireland, considering his back form. He was rated 107 at one point for Kevin Ryan. Like that's what that's a typical type of horse that wins these kind of sprint handicaps in Ireland. We're not really that strong, and that's why you see the likes of Ado doing well with horses that have been coming from Britain and that's why you have the likes of Gulliver in here and, and uh, Bungie Jumper a couple of other uh, British horses that have come over um, Tommy Taylor I just think could possibly be well handicapped on that run I know uh, Don O'Connor is riding the other uh, the stable's other horse Nordic Passage who won quite well um, on, on the course the last day but it can't have been an easy decision and Gary Carroll obviously an able replacement uh, so Tommy Taylor for me I think he's around 16 to 1 here, here, Lorna Groom. Had him picked out myself. 14 to 1 looked a bit big. He made a lot of his, his ground up late as well, didn't he, the last yeah. day? Um, and I think prior to, to his run against Big Baby Bull um, at the Curra, or the, the race that Big Baby Bull won, um, he was second at going to, to progressive Bucky Larson. So, as you said, he's only having his, he's only having his sixth start for Johnny Levin. So, interesting, he's come down the weights. Um, Gary Carroll, as he booked as well. Um, 6.45 lads at the Curra over six furlongs, the Railway Stakes Group 2. Uh, let's discuss this one here, lads. Competitive, even though there's only seven runners in here, it's not priced up. Uh, Ronan, had you thoughts on this one? Yeah, um, it's a hard one to gauge, Barry. Obviously, there's no prices at the moment. I would imagine the uh, Artisan would be quite close to the top of the market just on, on what he's done so far. He was second down in Cork in a group three the last day to Henry de Bromhead's uh, Minuan. Um, I'm a big fan of Paddy Coomey and everything he does. I think he's he's kind of announcing himself this season and last season as well. He's just very much a quality over quantity type of trainer. He's actually just banged in the first winner at Leopardstown there about half an hour ago as well. Like he wouldn't be running this horse here if he didn't think he would had a very, very good chance of winning. And you know, his chance chance makes a lot of sense. He's run twice and even though he hasn't won and the other horses he's taken on ha- all have won, he has probably a stronger level of form. Look, the two Valley Lyle horses will probably be strong enough. Merchant's Key is a course and distance winner and Forest of Dreams as well, another no never quote they're both by no na- no never. So um and you'd have to respect the the lines um Horse down the bottom there uh, by Toronado. Obviously, he won this last year with Siskin. And he won it two, two of the last four years. His uh, lines has won this race. He won it with Medicine Jack as well. So um, it's probably significant that Two Glory is, is showing up here. And he, he was quite an impressive winner first time out as well. Yeah, it's not, it's not a race I'd be getting hugely involved in gambling-wise. But the one that kind of jumps off the page to me at the moment is Arctician for Paddy Toomey and Billy Lee. Yeah, interesting. You mentioned the two Nay Never Colts. One, of course, cost 300000 as a yearling, the other 900,000 as a yearling. Merchant's Key, Thomas, is the choice of of Wayne Lorden. Um, as I suppose, you know, obviously, Shamey still serves as quarantine sentence. Is there anything of the seven runners? Which one stuck out to you? You know, I, I, I like Merchant's Key attitude in the Curra when he won that day. Um, really professional for a second run. Um, Ronan probably has it right. Um, Paddy Toomey's horse probably is is has the better form, all right, um, from what we've seen. Billy Lee can't do anything wrong either. Um, but I, I just like um, uh, Aiden's attitude, uh, his horse's attitude. Um, Geraldine's horse, he won um, a median sires, so you know it's probably not the strongest form. One of them um, down in Limerick, where uh, 
like the likes of Jer, kind of his better ones, he, he doesn't mind going to Fairy House Nav and kind of the bigger tracks, so it was a bit unusual. But um, yeah, look, for me, it's a watch and brief. Um, so I, I, if I was to pick one, I'd probably, probably go with Merchant's Key. I'll go with the other O'Brien horse. Um, I think Michael Hussey rides. Um, wasn't without his support, actually, on debut for streams. Uh, one, one then on second start over five and a half furlongs. That was on easier ground. And I think on good ground, six furlongs at the Curra, I think that it, it might see this horse progress again. And he'd be in, I'd, I'd be interested in him. Obviously, it's not priced up, so we'll, we'll have to wait. And, it's just interesting as well. He actually has the highest racing post rating from his win, um, the Michael Hussey ridden one. So if, if, you, if some people go by form, so form figures, so he might be all right. It's the one track, actually, the Alderidum.co that you can't, cannot look at is Navin for some strange reason but anyway um, Sapphire Stakes lads on Sunday 3.45 over 5 furlongs the English challenger is in receipt obviously of the 3 three year old allowance here AA Alley there's no one rolling jocked up as of as of yet uh, Frankie Dettori rode him last time out when he bet Liberty Beach but I thought he's priced up at 11 to 10 I thought he, he would be difficult to beat here yeah he might be I'd say there's a good chance. I think Buffer Zone is declared for Saturday, so he, he won't run. So there's a good chance Colin Keane might get the call up there. He usually gets the uh, mm. the the British Raiders are uh, they usually come calling to to Colin Keane when when they come over here. So he might be yeah. I, geez, if Make a Challenge is, is declared, um, you know that'll be a tough test for for a. Ali. Uh, you know, taking him on at the Curra. I thought he was as good as ever the last day. And uh, you know, obviously, a, a significant course and distance winner. He does most of his most of his best performances have come at the Curra, and any sort of rain would be a big help as well. Um, they've they priced this race up, Barry. Yeah. Um, what, give, what sort of price make a challenge? Give you a show now. Two to one. Two to one. Yeah, geez. Off well, if, if he ran to his rating, uh, make a challenge. I know he's given away. Four pounds to the British horse. Yeah, the the big, that big worry, though, is I think we're going to have a, a good few days. He he probably is a little bit better with some juice in the ground. Just, yeah, just to me, yeah. and just when you see the sun's out splitting the stones for once, and I think it's to be good again tomorrow. So, yeah, that's, well, that's, that's, yeah, that's that's what I was thinking as well, Thomas. That he would be. Um, I think Dennis said it as well after Nace. Yeah. Uh, that 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 uh, you know there was a bit of give in the ground that day at Nace when he bet rapid reaction two and a half lengths. Was, yeah. uh, uh, the Phillies handicap, another Premier handicap, two forty five, over seven furlongs. Thomas Coyle, your selection. Um, well, we haven't got declarations for this yet, so it's a bit so it's a bit of a stab in the dark. But one that might be um, of interest that might be getting ready for another tilt at a Galway festival is um, the John Murphy trains Galty Mist. Um, she'll have a light weight as well. Um, she's in at about eight six now at the minute, depending on what's going to stay in. I'd imagine Killian Leonard is going to get the ride, seeing he rode the winner, lightweight winner from the other night. Um, look, she she won well in in Galway last year, and she backed it up with a, a good second in Cork after. She's probably come down a few pound again from a few runs. She finished sixth on her run back this season, so look, it might leave her right and. Um, one of them, maybe in mile handicaps, uh, Colin Quinn or something in, in Galway in line, if she could, uh, if she could take this prize, I suppose. Ronald Groom, we've no show of betting for 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 this this Philly Philly's handicap Premier handicap on Sunday. Is there anything that that caught your eye? 
I'm going to steal the one you have, Barry. The old Limbrick cabin. I will think she, you will, make will, a very will, good... Will, yeah, will she run? Will she run here, though, Ronan? Yeah, I know she has a she has a couple of engagements. So she um she's just interesting, you know. On the run, um, on that run, as you say, we were talking off air before we came on that that run when um she's finished ninth in the in the group three at Cork there um last week, like that's a big run off, and uh, she'll stay on her mark of eighty four. I don't know. Um, I actually haven't seen the the uh, handicap ratings this she's week. Still rated, she's still rated. She's still rated eighty four. Yeah. But she, 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 yeah, is she still, she's still officially 84. She gets a runoff 84, whatever. Yeah. Still officially. Okay. Fair enough. Well, um, I still, I still thought that was a big run on just her fourth start. Um, and, uh, coming back into a handicap company now, you know, she has scope to progress further. Um, she looked interesting. The other one I thought was interesting was music to my ears. I just think coming back to this sort of trip, if she was declared, it might just be a bit sharp for her. But uh, without prices, it's it's a bit of a guessing game. But that was the one that kind of looked, kind of jumped out at me when I'm looking at entries here now. Yeah, just interesting. I think it would probably suit Limbrick Cabin as well. Obviously, she ran last week at Cork back to seven furlongs. But as you said, if she was declared, I mean, she was she was actually quite unlucky. I'm not sure if you saw um, the three-year-old handicap over a mile at the Curragh where she ran against Music Two Mayors. She was absolutely well supported that day. I think she was backed in from something like 10 to 1 into 5 to 1 before the off. And she was quite unlucky in running the gap close. Uh, I think there was an inquiry on the day. That's why that's why it was interesting. She put up £3 for that and she's still on a mark of 84. Um, but I thought, I, I was actually surprised to see her to see her run last week because I thought she was going to dial up next time definitely in a handicap. It's interesting that they, they had a stab, obviously, uh, to see if they could get a bit of black type. But... She definitely is interesting. I think she can improve off a mark of 84. Lads around. More, more interesting than that might be the Dermot Weld horse as well. Just He ties in with that form of the horse that um, Ronan picked early, Tommy Taylor. Um, he was fifth when Tommy Taylor was third as Titanium Sky. Um, look, he was second off 96 a few runs back. I think maybe Dermot's, Dermot Weld's horses were a little bit slow to start. When COVID kind of stopped, so but um he had a nice winner last night. Um, Harpanda won well, and um he might be one to side with now from here to Galway. Dermot Well, I think his horses are just starting to peak. Um, so she could be she could be worth a, a close eye on as well. Brilliant. Well, as we said, Cora is centre stage this this weekend, but we also have action at York, um, and Newbury. On, on, on Saturday. Also, Haydock is on as well. Is there anything else, Ronan, I'll come to you, around the grounds that you saw entered up or, I suppose, even priced up better again uh, that, you, that you want to mention? No, not really, Barry. Yes, I'm just Irish-tinted glasses. I'm just all at the Curra, um this this weekend, I guess. Um, you know, it's brilliant racing um, at the Curra on Saturday. The, even uh, the last race there, the Ladies Derby, I think uh, Tonkinese will go well for Joseph O'Brien again. And uh, the syndicates that race some crowds, uh, I think he has a lot of nice back form. Uh, and he's obviously uh, going for back-to-back derbies, the Apprentice Derby, and then now the uh, the Ladies Derby at the Curra. Um but other than that, no, I'm just kind of waiting for prize. It's a bit disappointing that we're here talking about racing on Thursday with declarations and no bookmakers have really priced up the other group races at the Curra. 
uh, you'd like to think that we have 48 hour declarations people you know wanting to have a bet like even you have the the Curra cup there with like some master reality toilet payment and um memorable so i think is a good chance to three-year-old there um in the Curra cup with no prices yet so it's it's difficult to really get an angle into these races but looking forward to a, a big weekend at the Curra. yeah and even last night as well like it was only obviously this morning yeah i thought there might have been prices up a little bit earlier, fair enough. Thomas Coyle, anything else around the grounds at the Curra York, Newbury? Um, not really for them. I, ha- I haven't had time, but I've, I've had a quick look at Kilbegan and Tipperary, obviously, with the runners. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're going back National Hunt um, from all our Group 1s to a few, not to 95s. But there's one horse, um, it runs in the three-mile one uh, hurdle tomorrow night of, um, no, sorry, Chase, um, of Matthew Smith's Emer. Um, it was second to Lord Lariat the last day, who had won back to back over hurdles, and I think there were twenty lengths clear. I think if she if she has a clear round in uh, it's her debut over fences, I think if she has a clear round, she's going to be very hard to beat in it. She is. I've studied it because I've won in it, so that's what I think. <laughs> <in it. laughs> Just one I'll put up, lads, at at seven to one on on, on Sunday. So Super Sprint Stakes um, is Lullaby Moon. Thought it's an interesting runner. I put up a good time figure last time as well. And just want to keep an eye on seven to one now. I think it is best price. There has been a bit of support for so yeah, Lullaby, Lullaby Moon on Sunday, Super Sprint Stakes. Brilliant lads. So I suppose that concludes the preview. All that's left is the Nap and MB of the weekend. Ronan Groom, take it away. Yeah, uh gonna nap KM Pepper. I think she's pretty solid in the uh Curra. Uh, I like Tommy Taylor at a big price, but one race we uh, we didn't talk about there, Barry, I'll just give a quick mention to now, is the, the Minstrel Stakes. This is a group two on um, Saturday as well. I think Lancaster House is absolutely rock solid there. He's taken on Romanized, who obviously is £8 better horse than official ratings, but Romanized tends to need his first run. And I really like the way Lancaster House did it from the front uh, the last day at the Curra. Um I think he'll take a lot of beating. He's drawn one. He's going to go off in front. Nothing else likes to lead. Buffer's own is in there for Durlines, but he's a suspect there, so he won't be up there. Gustavus Weston will probably sitting behind him. Roman has always held up, and the other two, the, the mayors in the race, and the two Brian Phillies, uh, they, they are usually held up as well. So I think it'll all set up for Lancaster House to uh, to run really big in the Minstrel Stakes, so he'd be my next best. Brilliant. I'll step in. Nap is comes on Sunday, lads, at the prices. I think get on it now. Uh, AA Alley, 11 to 10. Three year old, given the three year old allowance, I think it's not usually lads I put up on this short, um, but I, I, I think it'll be very, very hard to beat this AA Alley. And uh, the NB at a price running, I'm going to go in on Tommy Taylor. I think ticks a lot of the boxes for these big handicaps, as I said. It came down from a rating of 107, having only a six run for Johnny Levins. And I think there's Definitely improvement off his current mark. 14 to 1 looks a bit big. So I'll have an each way poke on him. One point each way at 14 to 1. What about you, Thomas Coyle? Yeah, well, um, I'm going to stick with Rowan and we'll give Kay and Pepper the, the, the touch of death, I'd say, by the, <laughs> by the two of us ta- uh, napping her up. But look, no. Oh, well, no, well, t- well, Tom, the podcast is in good form now. So Ronan has been has been leading the way himself and Mike Vince, Andrew Blair White. So. Um, uh, so no look she's she's rock solid for me um she's coming in as the fresher one and the way she ran through the line the last time um 
look, a mile and a half should be definitely winning her grass, and I think she'll take the beating. And my MB is going to be in the same race as Tommy Taylor. I think Blair Main, most bookies are going to give five places, and that I can't see him being out of the first five. He runs his best races up the Curra, um, lightweight. Um, I, I can see him definitely being in the first five. Fantastic, lads. Well, that concludes, I suppose, the Irish Oaks preview. And just a, a quick mention for Ronan Groom, who's it's his birthday this weekend. So uh, happy birthday to, to, to Ronan Groom. And lads, look at we shall.